That old black magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well I see fingers up and down my spine Same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel Welcome to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, or as Jessica calls it, Butterbeer and Broomsticks. I think that's what it was first. That's not true. It was always Broomsticks and Butterbeer. It flows off the tongue a little bit better than Butterbeer and Broomsticks. But when we were discussing titles, didn't you say you had the Butterbeer, because you would say Butterbeer and Fire Whiskey? And then you said, what else has a B in it? And I said, Broomsticks. So I thought it was butterbeer and broomsticks. I thought we had the butterbeer first. No. We're, the, we're, off to, we're off to a hot start, though. Woo! Don't even know the name of our own podcast that's sweeping the nation, apparently. I am uh, your Hufflepuff host, Dan Rhino. Ravenclaw host, Jessica Rhino. And uh, we are coming at you with episode four, covering chapter four of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is titled The Keeper of the Keys. So, Jessica, before we delve into Chapter 4, mm-hmm. would you kind of recap the listeners on uh, what happened at the end of Chapter 3? At the end of Chapter 3, it was just about midnight, basically midnight. Harry was counting down to his birthday. That's how we know it was midnight. Yeah, happy birthday. And somebody came uh, a knocking at the door mm-hmm. in the storm. Right. At the shack out on the island in mm-hmm. the middle of the sea. On a rock. On a rock in the middle of the night. So uh, chapter four is called The Keeper of the Keys. And the Keeper of the Keys is going to be the uh, new main character that we had a a little bit of exposure to to earlier in the book. But now we're really going to get into this character uh, quite a bit. So the first thing that really caught my attention in this chapter was just how much of an idiot Dudley is. Because when he hear, when when the door slams open and it's this big crash, his first reaction is, "Where's the cannon? Why? Who thinks that way? Who who would who would think that that it would be a cannon? Is is he? Uh, do, does he live in a traveling carnival? I think he spends too much time in his does, video games. Does like, he live like many in, kids nowadays? Does he live in Revolutionary War era <laughs> America? Why Why would a cannon be the first thing that, that pops in his head? This kid's just an idiot. He's the worst. But in walks a giant of a man with shaggy long hair covering the majority of his face, and you're just barely able to see his black, beetly eyes. We get to meet uh, Hagrid once again. Yes. Ru- Rubius? Rubius. Rubius Hagrid. And he introduces himself as Rubius Hagrid, and and what is Hagrid's uh, gig, so to speak? Uh, he is the keeper of the keys. This is, I guess, his official title. But he's and what is that? What does keeper of the keys entail? Because I feel like I'm the keeper of the keys for myself. I keep my keys on my person at all times, but I don't announce it to people that I am. Uh, Hi, Dan Rhino, keeper of the keys. 
But you're just the keeper of your key. Ah. Hagrid is the keeper of the keys for Hogwarts. Ah, the keys. He's the groundskeeper, too. So he does, like, um, like does uh, some landscaping and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, we know he's not really the janitor. Cuts the grass. Like. But that's what I think of when I hear Keeper of the Keys. Because, you know, the janitor runs around school and he's got, the like, the massive set of keys. Mm-hmm. And if you need anything, you go and you find him because he's got the key to open that door or closet or cabinet or whatever. Soda machine. Shout out to custodians everywhere. They're the real heroes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's... Because that's, that's, when that soda machine isn't working, yeah. you, they, they come to your aid. I mean, the and open that soda machine. Working in in a public school for fifteen years, I've found that you, those those are the people you need to befriend very early because not only do they have access to everything, they know everything. And Hagrid kind of seems he, that's what he kind of reminded me of because he's always kind of around. I think, uh, you know, important things that are happening at Hogwarts. And even though he's not like a professor or, or anything like that, he seems like he would be somebody who has a, knows a little bit about everything. He might not know a lot about many in particular things, but it seems like he would be, uh, know a little bit about everything. Seems that way. He, he's been around for a long time, too. Custodians know like all all the gossip and everything because I think that that most people don't feel like they have to uh, change what they're saying or alter anything because um, unfortunately I think that a lot of people just kind of see themselves as um, you know the custodian is like you know they just yeah beneath them I think I think this era's servants. You yeah, know, the servants knew all the gossip back in the king yeah. queenly days. Yeah, they knew everything that was going on, knew everybody's business because people didn't care that they were there. They didn't exist. Yeah, I think a lot of people think like that, which is unfortunate. But that's how they they. I mean, because I've had so many custodians come to me over the years and just tell me, just like dirt that that. How would they know? Just how would they know? But they've always they're always around, and and Hagrid kind of you know strikes me as uh, as somebody. Uh, similar to that and uh, of course Mr. Dursley uh, came prepared and he starts waving a gun in, in Hagrid's face and Hagrid is, is really scared by this gun Yeah, there's a brief mention in the previous chapter about yeah. a long thin package that he had and yeah. it's kind of mysterious we didn't know what was in this package yeah. now we know I thought maybe it was a party sub party sub yeah. well four except foot. for they didn't have any food. he must have been in his room hiding well, that's what I thought was in the package though yeah, no, no, all they had was chips. That was probably for Dudley, in case he got hungry. <laughs> Dudley, we got you a party sub. Everybody else, you get chips. Just chips. And it's probably those nasty, like, vegetable chips, too. Oh. Those things are gross. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are the worst. I wouldn't want that. We're not a shout-out to the vegetable chip people. No. If they came to us with a sponsor, well, we'd, we'd still let them sponsor us, but we wouldn't be happy about it. We wouldn't really say anything yeah. nice. Yeah. We wouldn't, yeah. We just wouldn't be mean. But since they're not sponsoring us, your chips are gross. And that's probably the kind of chips that Harry got because uh, the Dursleys don't like them. And uh, Hagrid takes that gun promptly, Superman style, ties it into a knot and and throws it on the floor. Just kind of uh, basically saying that uh, you got nothing for me, uh, Mr. Muggle. You know, the, the other thing about Hagrid in this chapter that 
I thought was kind of neat is that he seems to have like a a New York City street um, seller type of trench coat on that has uh, like when you see the 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 guys on the street selling like the knockoff watches and things like that and they open it up and it's filled with like got everything and they've got everything what you need man what you need I got it everything and uh, he does have everything in there just just a full stuff he yeah. wants a, he wants a cup of tea he notices there's not, nothing around there so he pulls out a tea kettle he some cups pulls out some <laughs> some cups pulls out a little uh, little nip of something little nip of some kind of yeah, uh, amber know. colored maybe it's your fire whiskey uh it it seems if it's amber colored you know you wash it down with some brown it seems like it could be a little uh a little bit a little bit of that liqueur a little bit of that uh that bourbon possibly mm-hmm. he seems like strikes me as a like a bourbon guy he seems probably like not. he probably drinks black coffee with nothing in it and he probably drinks <laughs> straight whiskey uh, which my kind of guy, right on to to Hagrid, and he uh, he also has uh, some sausages. Yep, just whips in those there, out, and a, and a little poker stick to grill them on. So he lights up the fire, starts grilling some sausages, and uh, he kind of reminds me of you. You got this purse, this never-ending purse of just random stuff, but I don't think you've ever had any sausages in there. No, no, they're you might greasy. have some doggy doggy treats, some sausages, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely had dog treats in there. So, uh, Keeper of the Keys at Hogwarts, you said, is kind of like the overall caretaker for kind of whatever needs to get done. Kind of like a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Like, I'm sure, like, if uh, if something, like if a picture fell down or something, he could probably handle that. I don't know. There, There's another character we haven't met yet that plays more of the our traditional janitor mm-hmm. role that does stuff. But, yeah, he... he so I don't think he's not in there sweeping the floor or fixing things. I don't think he's putting up the pictures, but he is the groundskeeper. So I think he's more of the outdoor maintenance mm-hmm. guy. He's cutting the grass, I guess. Yeah. Feeding the animals. But, I mean, Dumbledore gave him a pretty important task here. Mm-hmm. G- has given him a couple of pretty important tasks. Very, very. And the, the original task was to go to the house of your dead friends and fetch the baby and safely deliver him to his next of kin. Yeah, which I thought was a little odd. I would have expected Dumbledore to want to go and like inspect the crime scene himself. Maybe he felt that he needed to be at Hogwarts. Uh, I, I know they said that later in the chapter that was one of the reasons that Hagrid felt that maybe Voldemort never tried attacking the school was that Dumbledore was there Mm -hmm. and maybe he felt that he was just to be sure because you it could it could all have been a ruse by how uh, did they know he had disappeared they were all celebrating the very next day how did they know he was gone and not just like I imagine like the sun came out and like the birds were singing (laughs) and because apparently stuff got like pretty bad like but, like, the cops won't even let you report a missing person that left him and gone for a certain amount yeah, of time. So, I'm just saying, how do they know he was gone? Um, it's, uh, it's probably something to do with magic, I'm assuming. Okay, okay. Um, that's just my guess. But, I, I mean, I would assume if you have this uh, horrible uh, cloud of perpetual evil hanging over you, 
and then all of a sudden it's gone, you probably notice a little bit. Like, you had a headache earlier today. Did. And then, you know, when your headache went away, you probably, uh, you probably noticed it. It's not just like, oh, I, I didn't realize that something was different. No. It was like a, you know, kind of like a, a switch got turned on. It seems like it, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. As Gru would say. He's got an important task. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, his important task today is to get Harry and take him to Hogwarts. Hagrid quickly finds out that Harry can't just get up and go to Hogwarts because, uh, and it's not because he just hadn't been getting the letters. It's because he has no idea what Hogwarts is. You know, uh, Hagrid says, well, I'm the keeper of the key, of the keys at Hogwarts. <laughs> you, of course, know what, what Hogwarts is. No. No, he doesn't. Nope. I think uh, Hagrid's next uh, question is, well, didn't you ever wonder where your parents learned it all? Harry's all, all of what? All of what? And Hagrid quickly uh, begins to realize that the, Dur- that the Dursleys have closeted Harry from everything. Everything. Not just most of his history and his parents' history and everything that's gone into it, but every single little tiny thing, even down to the letter that Dumbledore left with baby Harry uh, when he when he left him on the stoop. Ne- never even saw that letter at all. So, I mean, Hagrid really has to go back and and start from square one. Which was more than he bargained for. Yeah. He has some he, trouble. Yeah. And this, this brings up a lot of uh, difficult feelings for him, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Talking about his friends and, and, and how they passed away. We find out later in the chapter that Hagrid, you know, blows his stack when he finds out that Harry was told that his parents were killed in a car crash. There's, there's no way, not James and Lily Potter, there's no way a car crash could take them. You know, it was, and then we get into the whole Voldemort thing. We got to go back. Telling a small child his parents were murdered, even though yeah. they were already gone and he had, you know, come to terms with the fact that his parents were dead. Changing the story and telling them they were murdered is it's another it's a yeah, hard task. Yeah, that's more than he, than he probably felt like he was going to have to, he knew it was going to be a hard task. Because Dumbledore told him it was going to be difficult, but he begins to quickly realize that he that he didn't think it was going to be this difficult. No. Uh, not only getting the the blowback from the Dursleys and and basically chasing him halfway around the country to uh, track him down, which he had to use some magical means in order to to follow him. We find out later, but the fact that once he finally finds him. It's not the physical battle with Mr. Dursley that he's worried about prying Harry away. It's more of, I have to explain to this kid who the heck he is and that wizards really do exist and your parents were two of the best and they learned at this school and there's this wizard that went bad and they even say in the book, uh, The Dark Side. I know, I wrote that down and it's capitalized too, which Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. You think J.K. Rowling's a Star Wars fan? I think so. I don't know. Somebody probably knows that she's oh, I'm has sure. the other side. Yeah, somebody's going to. Oh, by the way, you can email us now. 
Oh, uh, we have email? We have email. Uh, we, we're living in the, the year 2000 what, here. What's our email? Uh, the email is broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. It's a good thing I didn't set it up. So... <laughs> I would have done. What would you have made it? Butterbeer. You would have made butter sticks and broom beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at AOL. <laughs> at CompuServe.net. Like, this is a good email, right? Yeah. This is great email. So, uh, Hagrid, you know, basically has to tell Harry that you're famous, your parents were famous, your world is my world, and your parents' world is all this magical world, and he hands Harry Potter the letter, which is addressed to Mr. H. Potter... The floor, the hut on the rock, the sea. <laughs> so uh, they're very particular. They uh, Hogwarts they does stuff. their they do their due diligence and and where you're located. Uh, and this was before uh, uh, Find My Phone was uh, was made big. It was. And this is even seems like uh, like it might even be more accurate. I think so because when I find my phone on you and. Uh you're in Walmart, I can just kind of tell what corner of Walmart you're in. Sure. You don't know that I'm on the floor no. in the Walmart in the sporting goods department. I do not. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dursley basically uh, is battling Hagrid verbally, saying that Harry's not going, and uh, Hagrid fires back that uh, a muggle like you can't stop me, and that's when we finally get the definition of a muggle, because uh, Harry just flat out yeah, asks. Yeah, no. What is that? And that is a non-magician person, somebody who's not in the uh, in the wizarding community. And uh, you know, the thing that that really kind of um, caught me off guard was how upset and how aggressive Hagrid was getting toward Mister Dursley. I mean, he. Like whip that umbrella out of his never-ending trench coat, <laughs> yes. and he the was about to umbrella. about to slice him up. I don't know if it was one of them like penguin umbrellas from Batman that maybe you know had like a sword in it or shot out some some poison gas or something like that. But I it seemed like he had it you know to poised. Yeah, I don't know if it was like to his throat or to his chest or just you know kind of pointed in his uh, general direction. But, I mean, Hagrid, there was a couple of times, I mean, he got super, super aggressive in this chapter. Mm-hmm. I think one time was when they were, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley were disparaging James and Lily, who were friends of his, mm-hmm. and who died tragically. And then the other time when they were, uh, when Mr. Dursley was disparaging Dumbledore. Hagrid is very loyal to his friends. It seems to be. Very so, that loyalty, we find out later that, toward the end of the chapter, that Hagrid's got a little magic, got a little bit of uh, magical ability here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a full-fledged sorcerer by any means, but there are obviously some skills there, because he had to use some of that magic in order to track Harry and keep getting the letters to him and and by uh, different means and he also uh, directs his anger away from Mr. Dursley and toward Dudley and uh, makes him grow a pig's tail Um, and not a pig's tail hairdo but an actual curly little pig's tail on his chubby little body 
Bones. So he's got some some magical abilities here. So talk a little bit. We didn't find out too much about his background, but talk a little bit about the background that we found out about Hagrid as it relates to Hogwarts. Well, he does say in this chapter that you know he's not technically supposed to do magic because mm-hmm. uh, he never finished school. He does confide into Harry that he got expelled in his third year. Doesn't tell him why. Harry does inquire about it, but just kind of moves along. Um, I believe he says in there that he had his wand snapped. Mm-hmm. But I think the belief is that the wand pieces are in the umbrella. That's mm. how he's wielding it like it's a wand, mm-hmm. but they're hidden. Yeah, because it said once that he, he waved it over his head. Mm-hmm. And sparks came out. That's how yeah. he got the pig's tail on uh, Dudley. Mm-hmm. But he does also say that he was trying to turn him into a pig. So <laughs> the magic doesn't work well for him. And I'm assuming it's partly because his wand is broken, but also because he's not fully, you know, he never finished school. Sure. But we know from experience already with Harry that wizards don't need a wand to do all magic. Mm-hmm. But but Hagrid actually attended Hogwarts and was kicked out in his third year. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore had such a soft spot for him. And we haven't found out yet why that happened. Harry kind of tried to press that matter, but Hagrid kind of, you know, tried to change the subject, and that seems to be a story for another time yeah. that we're going to find out. Definitely. What house? Do, do we know what house Hagrid would have been a part of? I am pretty sure he was in Gryffindor. Okay. See, I would have thought because the loyalty. The loyalty. That he might have been uh, a Hufflepuff like yours truly. You're just always trying to make people Hufflepuff. But that, you know, Huff, uh, us Hufflepuffs, we're usually pretty low-key. We usually don't um, explode like uh, Hagrid did a couple times. He looks like he's got a little bit of a, a short fuse, but, you know, this mogul was, has been kind of, you know, making his life hard the last few, I don't know how much time has passed, week or two weeks or, or whatever. And he's, he's upset over the fact that they had a responsibility, he felt, to not teach Harry magical things, but at least expose him to the fact that he had this background. And that as family, you should have not sheltered this kid. Not only did you shelter him away from magic, but you didn't even treat him like a normal kid. You know, you didn't. It, it would have been one thing if they would have, you know, treated him. Never, he was never going to be like their own kid, but you know, treated him like family. Yeah. And sheltered him from the magical world, but they didn't do that. They treated him like, like you know, an orphan, who. And a servant. Yeah, I mean, just I, I don't even know what what other word to to describe it. But they treated him like garbage for, you know, the first eleven years of his life. And, and, and on top of that, didn't even, you know, tell him, you know, why these things are happening around you. You know, that, that, that could have, you know, that, that could have just made his life a whole lot easier. You know, a whole lot more, it would have made a lot more sense, I think. 
and and I think Hagrid just sees them as really dropping the ball on the parenting front and I know they didn't ask for it but sometimes you have to take responsibility for things that that you don't ask for mm-hmm. well and then he notices how skinny Harry is too he makes a comment mm-hmm. about Dudley not needing any of the sausages uh-huh. and that Harry needs them mm-hmm. he's immediately feeding them to Harry so you know he, he even picks up on that right away even with his baggy clothing that you probably can't see much of Harry sure in, but uh, he still picks up that Harry's too skinny. And Harry is is really shocked by the fact that Mr. and Mrs. Dursley knew all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's trying to, to process it all, and it's one thing for him to be finding this all out for the first time, but it's another thing for him to be finding out for the first time, and the people that he's been living with knew the whole time and been and have been hiding it from him. And there's, there's even this scene where Mrs. Dursley, I guess all these feelings that she had been holding up inside her. And you mentioned uh, uh, a couple episodes ago the jealousy factor. And we didn't really get to see that jealousy factor until now. That was kind of a, a, a bit of a theory that, that you... Uh, or that, That's what it came off as uh, a couple episodes ago when we recorded that maybe she was jealous of her sister and maybe that's why you know she was so anti-magic and maybe that's why she was so anti-hairy but we find out that she has been holding these negative feelings toward her sister in for forever yeah because she didn't even want to acknowledge that she existed Mm -hmm. yet yeah those feelings were still banging around inside of her but she she couldn't voice them because she didn't even want Harry to know. Yeah, like she didn't want to open that. Yeah, she felt like her her that they, they felt like their parents loved Lily more than than Mrs. Dursley. She felt that uh, she called her a freak, abnormal. I mean, just a lot of like hateful hateful things that you you know especially wouldn't say, given the fact that you found out that your sister was dead. Yeah, you don't say those things to your sister's child. Especially since she's dead. And she's dead, yeah. And it's been ten years. Get over it already. And and she said, the other thing that, that she let slip out, she talked about like her, her sister brought home, she went to that school, she brought home pockets of frog spawn and turning teacups into rats. But then she says that getting mixed up with all that Got got James and Lily blown up. Yep, got them blown up. That's a, what a horrible thing to say. You know, the first time I read that, I like that's I pictured actually blown up, uh-huh. which I guess maybe that's what she pictures too. But mm-hmm. then when later when we find out what really happened, and everything I was like, well, that's not blown up. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call that blown up. Yeah. I mean, I guess her house was half destroyed, so yeah. the house was kind of blown up. But what a, what a, what a horrible thing to say, you know. And you know, uh, Harry hears that. I thought, I thought they died in a car crash, and that, of course, like we said earlier, makes Hagrid even more upset because you didn't even. Not only did you not explain or even mention who his parents were, what they were into, where they went to school, any of that. The fact that they were killed, murdered by this 
wayward sorcerer who we don't, he only uh, Hagrid only says it once. Yes. Because he can't. He doesn't like to say it. Because he can't spell it either. <laughs> Harry said, "Well, can you spell it for me?" Can you goes, write it? Can you write it down. And Hagrid's no. like, "God, I'd rather just say it than try and spell it. Then have to try to 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 spell it. I would rather say it and have the Dark Lord come back and and eat and eat my soul. <laughs> Strike me down right where I'm sitting. Then to have to try to uh, phonetically <laughs> write uh, this word out. That's just so." You know, Hagrid probably not a great uh, uh, English language arts student. You know, probably better at potions, things like that. Um, probably not great in uh, in English class yeah, or with I, grammar I or anything well, like that. Can we talk about how much it hurt to read his parts? Yeah, it was pretty hard. I I, I mean, I understand that that's the way he talks, but it's it's almost painful to read his lines. Um, you know, this is my reread. I've read this several times before but as soon as we got to that i was like oh i forgot how much i hate reading his his dialogue a wizard of course said hagrid sitting back down on the sofa which groaned and sank even lower and a thumping gooden i'd say once you've been trained up a bit with a woman dad like yours what else would you be and i reckon it's a boot time you read your letter and that's like actually, I can actually make out uh, what that was. There was some word at the beginning that I didn't even know. I mean, I eventually figured out through context what it was. But it was uh, it was something about like when he gave him the birthday cake. Somat, S-O-M-M-A-T. I got Somat for you, which is, Somat is... Something. 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 I, it's yeah. pretty rough. It's rough. He struggles. But he's... But and I, mean, I struggle he get, to read Yeah, it. he gets his point across. So we've got an angry Hagrid telling Harry everything. Who Voldemort is, his rise to power, his parents dying, how Voldemort tried to kill Harry and couldn't do it. That's why he's got the scar on his forehead. That's why he hasn't been heard from. That's why he's famous, even though he, he didn't know it. Everybody knows who Harry Potter is. And for a kid who has no friends, and a kid who has had this really, really um, lackluster childhood, I mean, that's got to be, I mean, pretty mind-boggling well, for his, him. His first thought is, you've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not talking about me and he even says or thinks in there about how the dursleys bullied him he's, mm -hmm. those those are the words that he gets used if i was a wizard surely yeah his aunt and uncle wouldn't bully be able to bully him the way they do yeah i had that in my notes too is that he didn't think he could possibly be a wizard because of the the garbage he's had to put up with i mean surely i would have been able to do something to stop it but then hagrid kind of you know lets him know that or makes him makes him reaware of haven't you done some things like when you're upset or when you're scared or when you were excited some things that you can't really explain how they happen and he remembered the haircut that he really hated and he ended up gro growing it back the next day and then how he apparently Mary Poppins flew up to the roof <laughs> 
when he I was just jumping behind a dumpster and the next thing I knew I was flying like a kite uh, there was uh, oh the the vanishing glass you know like how how he knew that he uh, that Dudley had you know been treating him bad and that he had you know had in his mind that he wanted to get back at him somehow and he you know basically sicked a boa constrictor on him so you know then he realized that, that he's there's something there you know it's it makes a little bit of sense it's still got to be way overwhelming for an 11 year old boy he's 10 or 11 11 11 because right? he was one this is after and, midnight now yeah so he's 10 you are 10 going on 11 little sound of music uh, huh. treat there for you all right but I'll i believe it's like 16 going on 17 you ever seen the sound of music i watched that live action oh, one they that, tried to do that carrie underwood one yeah that's too bad yeah, it didn't really hold my interest. Yeah, shout out to Carrie Underwood. She listens to the show. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out. Hi, Carrie. Maybe she'll get her husband watched too. Listen. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't care about him. <laughs> We're more interested in. In, uh, what, I was what just Carrie's thinking of the doing. numbers, boosting the numers. So, so we're heading off. Uh, looks like a, I almost said Dumbledore. Hagrid and Harry are gonna, uh, despite the Dursleys' wishes, uh, Hagrid and Harry are gonna go on a little. Uh, Shopping trip. Oh, school back to school shopping spree. Yeah, a little. You got you got to go back to school. You got to get your got to get your new backpack. Yeah. You got to yeah. get to get some new pants because you know all the other pants got holes in them from playing in them over the summer. Yeah, or you outgrow them. Yeah. Lots you got kids. Kids grow. Every, every kid's got to have an owl. You know, for going back to school. You don't have to have an owl. Oh. You can have an an animal. And there's limits on these animals, but it doesn't have to be an owl. Well, in the so in the I wanted to ask you about that. In the letter from Hogwarts, it said that I think the semester starts September first. September first. We expect your owl by July thirty first. What does that Which mean? Like we respect we expect your reply. Your reply via an owl. That that's or, how the wizarding or, community communicates. Or your pet needs to show up like a month early so we can no. you know put them through. Uh, <laughs> Like, Training? Yeah, like boot camp. <laughs> owl like boot I, camp. Like, I don't... Now, now, owls, I don't want you pooping on everything in here. This is, like, really well, nice stuff we got here. And if you if you got a, a cat, like, we, we don't... Cats, we don't want you peeing on everything. You know, I thought maybe they had to go through, go like... Go through a little training. Yeah. Housebreaking 101. Yeah. No, no, that's not the case. It's just that's that's how the wizarding community communicates it's how they send letters is via owl and, always uh, game of thrones is via raven raven yes correct? that would be and raven claw is not an actual raven on <laughs> the crust no it's an eagle her name and an eagle is the uh, symbol of america yes and, and god bless america i just feel like we came full circle mm-hmm. there ravenclaw is her name <laughs> it's called synergy that's what it is called synergy for it so uh shopping spree i had said something about a, like mr dursley said he peeked at the list he said i'm not buying a wand and what else what else was on cauldron there? did they mention a cauldron because <laughs> they do have to have one i, I mean i had to have a cauldron when i <laughs> when i went to elementary school and you went to a proper school i did i did shout out to northview elementary in jennings missouri <laughs> um yeah we had to have cauldrons we had to Spell have books uh, cauldrons. He doesn't get a stick to hit wand. people with like Dudley did. No, he, he gets a wand. It's a different, different sort Can of stick. Can you hit people with a wand? I 
I think you can. I wouldn't recommend it, though, because you don't want to break your wand. Mm. Mm. Are you, that seems like you're taking a shot at Hagrid there. <laughs> no, no. But, like you know, I, I kind of feel like if Hagrid was sitting here, he would, he'd be pretty, uh, he pretty down right now. He didn't right break now. his wand. He got in trouble, and somebody broke it for him. Somebody like Bo but Jackson like snapped it over their knee? I think he would be an advocate for being careful with your wand and not putting needless stress on it where it might break because... Why are these wands so frail? Like, you would think that, like, a, like magical freaking wood <laughs> or magical phoenix tail feather cores and things like that would be a little bit more um, durable? durable? Um, they are fairly durable. I mean, I don't think you could just smack somebody upside the head with your wand and it would break. But I don't think it's a good idea. It's not a risk you would want to take. Mm. Get a regular stick and uh, smack them with it. If you need, if you really need to smack somebody with a stick, your wand is too important. If you feel, com- feel compelled, <laughs> so compelled. if it's necessary, then, yeah. then make do. But your wand is too important. People grow very attached to their wands there's a relationship that's built there where the wand you know trusts the wizard as much as the wizard trusts the wand they they kind of form a bond mm-hmm. kind of like the bodyguard with whitney houston yes exactly like that yeah it's probably where she got the idea it's probably you know what she's stealing a lot of stuff <laughs> stole dark side you know she stole you know this whole premise from the bodyguard yeah um, you know, so maybe uh, she's not the genius that everybody thought she was. Send me your thoughts at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Send all your hate mail <laughs> directed toward there. Um, before we wrap up, how did the, the scene compare to the movie, in your opinion? Was there some things that were noticeably different, some things that were, um, that they, was the same way that you pictured in your head after rereading it a, another time? Um, a lot of things were the same. We still got the same feel from Hagrid, this big, imposing man. Was he that aggressive of, in the movie? Um, I think he was, actually. Okay. But I think just seeing him, I don't know, he's just a little, he's a little cuddly. And mm. so having that picture to go with it, yeah. it kind of played it down, even though he was being kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Just... He's, you know, it's like a puppy growling. You're like, oh, it's cute. But, but I think he intended to be aggressive. I mean, he was being aggressive in the book or in the movies too. Pig's tail in the movie? Yes, the pig's tail was in the movie. Okay. Uh, the one thing that wasn't in the movie and we didn't touch on yet was we were talking about everything in his coat. We get that feel from the movie because he pulls a lot out of his yeah. coat. But the pulling the live owl out of his coat yeah. to send his note back. Yeah. We got really close to talking about that a couple of times, yeah. but I want to make sure we hit that because this poor owl, the cake barely survived the trip. Yeah. This poor owl's been in his pocket for who knows how long. I mean, maybe that, I mean, owls like sleep during the day, don't they? Yeah. So he's probably just chilling in there, had a nice little warm spot. Maybe. Hopefully you know. he didn't get too squished. I mean... He said he was rumpled. I mean, so. maybe it's like a, you don't think it's like a like a Fantastic Beast like kind of suitcase situation, do you? Where he's, Where he's there's like more enchanted, room. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I I don't imagine there's like a menagerie of 
animals in there or anything, but... He just has kind of an endless supply of stories. He did say that there was some, like, some kind of uh, rats or something yeah, some, in there. Yeah, some mice, door mice. Yeah. In, in one he, of the pockets. Because he gives Harry, like, the his coat to, like, swaddle him in Maybe at the end. Maybe it's food for the owl. Oh. Couldn't just have an owl in his in his pocket and not have something to feed them. Wow, that's dark. But you know that's that's circle of life. You know. <laughs> you gonna play that now? I probably will. All right. <laughs> I probably will. Um, one of the other big things from differences from the movie, it kind of like I was waiting for, and then it didn't happen, and I was like, oh, that must have been a total movie thing. In the movie, when Hagrid walks in, he mistakes. Dudley for Harry. Oh, really? And he's like, oh, you're... You're a plumper that I thought you'd be. (laughs) And and Harry kind of steps out of the shadows and he says, oh, I'm Harry. He's like kind of hiding back against the wall by the fireplace in the movie and he kind of steps out and says, so I'm Harry Potter. And then he sees him and he says, oh, of course you are. Clearly, you look just like your dad. He's so skinny, he's like hiding behind like a A a broomstick probably. (laughs) Like, Harry, I need you to, to face me so I can actually see you. Because <laughs> you turn sideways, your paper's you're paper's gone. You're lost. You're gone. Um, so that that was just kind of an interesting thing. I was reading, and I was waiting for that moment, and it didn't come. And I was like, oh, I guess that was just in the movie. But, you know, we had the shotgun in the movie. We had the pig's tail in the movie. All of the, Most of the conversation was in the movie, you know, explaining to Harry and then Petunia's little rant about her sister. It's kind of a famous line right there. Mm-hmm. So proud to have a witch in the family. And <laughs> that snooty little comment kind of just They mentioned the, is she mentioned the blown uh, blown to bits or blown, blown apart o- thing. Blown away, uh, blown up, yeah. She went and got herself blown up. Mm. And that that's in there too. So some of the conversation is you know right there almost word for word i get you which is nice for us you know book people who want to have all the details in the movie even mm-hmm. though they can't fit them in there sure they really did pretty good job right in on. that scene you know this really makes me you know i've only seen the movies once and it was years ago yeah. i mean seeing the you know reading the book and getting the the picture in my head it really you know kind of gets me excited for watching you know the movies movies again you know yeah. it's kind of it's kind of you know puts a whole different um it'll be almost like i'm watching for the first time you know with with you know this little bit more of the backstory yeah and you the, have so much more context yeah, to go with yeah. like, like every little thing it's like oh but that means so much more to you yeah. when you read the books yeah first i kind of see the same thing with um you know uh, like i read the walking dead comic and you know before and i'm not like one of those guys that said like i read it before it was popular i'm not one of those guys but i did read it you know before the tv show came out and so when when i see you say before it was popular i would not say that (laughs) because i'm uh, i don't think very highly of myself but when you read it was it popular um, I, I think it was popular because I was reading it, because I'm kind of a trendsetter. Oh. I don't know if you knew that about me. Well, it would still be you read it before it was po- popular. Stop, because... trying to put, stop trying to put words in my mouth. You're trying to make me sound like, like, a, <laughs> like a jerk, and uh, I don't need any help in that category. But, you know, I... When Just I, trying to get my time timeline straight. 
of when you were reading I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I was confused. When I see things on the, the show that happen even similarly in the books, it kind of, it, it does, it, mean, it means a little bit more to, to me having already been invested in, in these characters in some way, even in print form, uh, before I see it in, you know, visual form. So I don't know if that makes sense. It does. And, you know, I, I read the Shadowhunter series, mm-hmm. and they came out with a horrible movie. Um, that won an Oscar, I think, didn't it? <laughs> definitely not. Oh, okay. It was pretty bad. Um, you like the TV show, though. The show... <sighs> Maybe it's just because, like, <laughs> it's harmless fun to you? Yeah, it's like... it is harmless fun <laughs> at this point. Um, no, I was discussing it with uh, Jennifer oh, one day. Oh, shout out. Shout out hey, to Jennifer. Jennifer. And I said, I think I figured out why I keep coming back to the show, even though they're doing a rather poor job with it. Is And it's not staying on point with the books either. But every once in a while, they'll throw out one thing that is spot on. Like, exactly what happened <laughs> in the book. And you're like, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That was great! That was wonderful! We do that when we when we were watching... Uh, I think it was... It was one of the comic book TV shows. I don't know if it was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Flash or something like that. And something would happen, and I'd look at you with just this smile on my face, and you just give me this dirty look like, What? What are you so What are you so excited about? <laughs> you know, or like in Smallville when something you know little would happen, I'd look at you. Or they would just mention a character's like real name, but you know yeah. that that guy actually later in twenty years becomes so and so and really impacts the whole universe. <laughs> yeah, it's that have that you, feeling right there. Have you seen that GIF of Joey from Friends when he knows that? I think he. I think it's the point when he finds out that Monica and Chandler were together, like secretly together, and he's just got this look on his face, like this exasperated look, like he's just ready to explode with everything that he knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what I imagine. You know, you, you look like yeah. That's what that I imagine moment. I look like. And, probably look and so you them. you can imagine why I would give you that look back, right? I know. I mean, you've been okay. giving you've been giving me that look for sixteen and a half years, so kind of used to it by now. And now you get to give me that look uh, when we're sitting across a microphone from each other. We're having a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. Having lots of fun. Making you, you, you say sound, that... Uh, <laughs> you don't sound convinced there. <laughs> you read Walking Dead make, before it was make, popular. Make the, make, the people, uh, make the people convinced that you're having fun here. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm the one who said, hey, let's podcast tonight. No. Tonight. Oh, oh tonight. tonight. I thought... Like, no, from, no, I'm not claiming from, from that this was my idea. Yeah. I'm saying... Who the last couple of nights said, "Hey, we gonna we gonna podcast tonight?" Mm-hmm. Well, for you, me. for you, it's very easy. You just read a chapter and then you just sit down. For me, it's copious notes. Copious it's, notes. I was I was a little panicked today because he sat down with the book and did not have his notepad in front of him. Yeah. So I've, I've my new strategy is to read it once and then go back and kind of map out my plan of attack and uh, different spots that I can bring you in to kind of delve drill down into some of these um, you know events and characters and things that pop up but I'm having a good time me too even though there's no um, libations here this evening we had did have some butter we, beer yesterday it was, we did it was fantastic how was it how, fan- I'm fantastic I, uh, 
I made a little frozen butter beer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in my butter beer mug from Orlando. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect. Yeah. It Picture was, went up on my Facebook. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, can you put that on the podcast thing? Can I put a picture on an audio podcast? Not on the mm. audio, but like where they go to click on the link. Mm, I don't Can you put think a so. You don't do podcasts, so you don't know how no, this No, no, I don't. But you, you have a website where you put the links. Not, so not can really. You, it's a blog. It's a blog, yeah. But nobody really listens to it off of the blog. The blog is just the feed. Well, guys, you're going to have to go to the blog to see iTunes. the picture of the Butterbeer. Or you can just go look up Jessica Rhino on, on Facebook. On Facebook, yep, it's on my yeah. Facebook. I don't think there's more than one Jessica R-Y-N-O on Facebook. I don't know. And if they are, just look at both of them until you see Butterbeer. But it was delicious. Um, the one with the Basenji, the dog, is my profile pic. Oh, so... A Ravenclaw banner and a picture of Batman the dog. I got you. Is my and you can also follow our dogs on Facebook. Yes, you can. Uh, Batman Rhino. Batman and, DK Rhino. And Robin Rhino. The Facebook would not let me name someone Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, what if that was really my name? I mean, come Facebook. on. With all the names out there, there's not somebody named Batman. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, follow Batman and Robin Rhino. on. Uh, they're both Hufflepuffs, by the way, on Facebook. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're upset about we're, that. We're... I'm just going with it. I'm not sure I'm completely convinced. Well, it says so on their Facebook profile. So it does. Once it's on there. Just like it says, that, uh, like under your relationship status, it says it's complicated. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> I think it does. No. Uh, so, Did you hack uh, my Facebook? No, I didn't. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, subscribing. Like, every time I look, we've got more subscribers. So thank you for listening to Yay. this little thing that we're just doing for fun and and just kind of a just a husband wife uh you know fun activity to do together that's kind of uh seems to be growing into uh something a little bit bigger each day so it's kind of awesome it's kind of cool pretty soon we get to quit our jobs and (laughs) do this full time because it's very (laughs) lucrative i don't know if you guys knew this but uh podcasting uh especially Podcasting from your living room is super lucrative. Um, I I think no, we, it's we not. pull Don't in listen to him. we pull in six figures, six figures a year with doing this. Not, not no, it's no. probably the high five figures. But where's where's my cut? It's it's it checks in the mail. You mailed it to me. Yeah, we live in the same. It's a house. legal. It's a legal thing. It's a it's a legal thing. Dan Rhino. Jessica Rhino. Signing off on episode four, chapter four of Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone, The Keeper of the Keys. And I think we're going to be back with the next episode and take a little trip to Diagon Alley. A little shopping trip. So that should be fun. So uh, thanks for listening, subscribing, downloading, and we will see you next time.
witchcraft when your eyes meet mine.